Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Miles Driven, the first of a special, uh, special three-part episode with me, Miles, and I guess you could say it's lights out and away we go from Sam. Well, that that's a do you know that's one of, that's one of your best intros I think I've had so far. Probably get sued for that now. Yes. <laughs> um, just quickly before we start on this one, we forgot to do a Sam score on the Z car that we were doing a review of last week. So Sam, Sam score. Let's go with an eight because it's not on the top of my mind. Anymore. Okay. We'll give when it an eight. Out, we'll that's give it fine. More, yeah. We'll more if if it, I tell you what, Nissan, if you're listening, <laughs> if you bring it to the UK. I will override Sam and I'll give it a 10 and it will be the only car that gets a full yes, 10. The, the prestigious miles driven Sam score. Yes. And they'll probably right now they're thinking right we need to we need to relocate some cars. Yeah. Uh, apart from that Sam has re-entered my office like a bull in a china shop again. Fortunately the 747 model is just still standing. But he's he's a bit <laughs> he's a bit ramped up for this one. So uh, as I said this is the first of a three-parter. This first one we're going to be talking about the 2021 season. Um, with the exception of the very end of the season, which we'll cover off in a separate podcast. And then in the third of the podcast, we'll be looking to next season. Um, Sam, do you want to start us off? We're going to cover off the races first. I think yeah, well, we've we've written down the races where we think things happened, if you like. Because there, there, some some, there, yeah, there were some races where it was, I mean, something happens in every race, obviously. But there were some races where it was literally the top three, as you'd expect it. A mixture of Verstappen, Hamilton, Bottas or Perez. And not a lot else happened. So, I mean, we've got most of them written down here, to be fair. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll start off, we'll maybe take it in turns. I'll start with Bahrain, which was obviously the first race of last season. And all I've got for that one was it was Verstappen won that and kind of maybe set the whole of the, the chain of things in order. It, yeah. was, it was Verstappen, Hamilton, signs. I was going to say, this is the race where we learnt that there had been new rules applied for the rake of uh, which benefited cars with a bit of rake, so that's where the front of the car is dipped down lower than the back. It, there, it wasn't quite as simple as that, but if we looked across the teams, those ones like Red Bull and Alpha Tauri seemed yeah. to really benefit. But we didn't know until Bahrain started uh, how much of an effect everything would have and, and what would be the story behind it and how the season would unfold. So Bahrain was a sort of season opener. And we got to see really how competitive um, things were going to be. Yeah. Now, see, I've picked quite well here because the second one that we've got written down was Imola. So, Mars, if you want to take the reins oh. on Imola, do you want me to read it out and you can... Go on, Imola. Yeah, go on. You, so, you what, quick what we've recap. got written down is... Um, so, Hamilton Verstappen first corner. Do you want to go with that first? Now, on the first corner... So, I you've, got Hamilton, you've got Verstappen on the inside yeah. who's got the corner. He's got the corner. They and go he in. drifts because yeah. it's, sort of it's a chicane, isn't it? So, he sort of drifts to the inside for the apex of the next yeah. corner. Hamilton tries to to keep with it. He holds it, it as long as he can, he's, yeah. he's holding a gap that's disappearing and is always going to disappear. Yeah. I think it should, and I think it should goes just, straight over the next part. It's wheel to wheel, isn't it? I mean, it as, is, in, as in the contact that's made is... As, as will come up in future races, um, <laughs> ironically, the other Italian race, yeah. Hamilton, in this case, should have yielded that corner. Once he realised that gap's going to disappear, once you're going into the corner and you are behind the other car, yeah, sort of I, yield it and go on. I suppose what you could say from Hamilton's point of view is he's trying to, at this early stage of the season, see what how far Verstappen's going to push things. Yeah, of course. And so yeah. he and and quite rightfully they're racing. He's stayed in there, but um, looking at it with a bit of you know yeah. um, Monday morning quarterback sat on the sofa, you could sort of say yeah, exactly. Verstappen's probably got the corner. 
Uh, Hamilton's stuck in there, which he's got his right to do, but I think ultimately it cost him a little bit more. It did, and I out should add that this was a wet race as well. It was, it was yeah. Inters. So it was a difficult first. I mean, those are essentially, they're a little bit warm, but they're going to be... Yeah. I mean, Lo- Lewis lost a little bit of his front wing, but I don't think he... Well, he ended up changing later in the race. Anyway. So that, that was the start of the race. So then the next big event was we had Hamilton spinning and going off. Not necessarily spinning, he sort of understeered and went straight off into a barrier. Yeah. And this was an interesting one because we know uh, anyone who's watched Formula 1 for quite a while will remember that Hamilton had an incident in China years ago where he ended up hitting the barrier going into the pits. Yeah. And that clearly had been on his mind because as he goes off the racetrack here, he sort of slides, 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 stops, puts himself in a position. Well, obviously he does catch the barrier. Yeah. But instead of trying to continue to rescue it, he just realised, I just want to stop in a straight line and takes the time to engage reverse to get out of it. And I think that was a little bit of experience, maybe a younger driver who was yeah. possibly a bit keener just to try and save themselves would have um, would have either spanned more or done more damage. So um, it was a bit unfor- unfortunate for him that he had it was the, the off track, but the recovery at first, because we were both, I think, watching that one together. Yeah, well, we he thought, what, well, what's he doing? Because he stopped. At that point, he's come out. He's back on track, but he's he's last. He's going to be last. He's yeah. last in the queue yeah. at this point. He's going to have to go pit. He's got to change his wing. Yeah. So this is a Max Verstappen win. At and, that point, that's Lewis, how it's Lewis looking. is getting nothing yeah. at this point. Then, as fate would have it, big incident. George Russell turns up on the scene, yeah. <laughs> looking to get a seat for next season. Yes. But if we're being cynical, yeah, no, no, no. went about it in the wrong way uh, and crashed into Bottas. I really at the time we when we were both watching it, we were both saying, What's Bottas done? Yes. We sort of pushed him. Because it looked as if we'd seen it, it was all it was all George. It was all George. It looked as if from uh, from the Russell's camera that they showed they they showed the camera angle yes. from the car. Yeah. It looks as if Bottas sort of moves across, but the racetrack itself actually has a small kink. Yeah. And, and Bottas, he's well ahead at that point as well. Yeah, and Bottas actually holds the exact position on the track because of the kink it looks like he moves but he doesn't and straight away from that point onwards russell puts himself on the grass russell Russell spins spins, crashes into bottas he has i i really didn't like his reaction because to me yeah he blames bottas for something that was absolutely his fault yeah i really felt for bottas i don't hide the fact that i like bottas um as a driver as a person i think he's a i think he's a a good driver who's probably he's been in the the shadow a little bit because yeah, let's I mean, face it, we come onto that in a few races yeah. time as to what we think. But um, that ultimately it had two aspects to it. One, you know, Russell takes himself out of the race, and unfortunately for Bottas, he's also out the race yeah. very early in the season, which is going to have an effect on his season going yes. forwards. But it does do uh, quite a favour for Hamilton because the red flag comes out as, and then Hamilton gets to get back round and get that and he a, gets a fairly a- cheap pit stop. Well, it was a red flag, and he f- he fixed the car sorry, under sorry. red flag conditions. Yes. So yeah. he's replaced the nose. They repaired any damage they could because yeah. you can replace like for like parts. Yeah. So it's a, a very big stroke of luck. It was. But, you know that's racing. You get and, luck. And sometimes luck comes the other way. And yeah. And we're not saying for for a second that we we're, you know, we're being a bit cynical. The idea of uh, luck oh yeah, no, that was it. that was just a joke. But, but yeah, it, but, it's, you know, it's got in the seat. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, fortunate for Hamilton that the, the way the timings run out, the, the track was clearly very slick, and that's why yes. these incidents have happened so close. But I, I have to say, 
looking at Bottas afterwards because you remember he was sort of just crouched in a corner yes. on, the, on the track waiting for recovery. Mm-hmm. And I, I just felt for him, he'd been in a huge accident. As far as he was concerned, he hadn't done anything wrong. But he hadn't. And he hadn't. No, he hadn't. And and I'm sure he was very confused as to, to Russell's reaction. Um, but well, that, that race ended that, with... Sorry to jump in you. That race yeah. ended with Max winning, Lewis second, and Lando Norris gaining his first podium of the season. Great for Norris. Um, great, good race from Norris as well. Um, nothing more actually to say on that one. No. There, there was, there was, there were some big incidents that happened, but at the end of it all, I think we're in a position where we sort of say, apart from the the Russell, um, I think the Russell overtake could have been helped because. Mercedes, oh, yeah, you can question why Bottas is so far back, but you can question why Russell is really trying quite a chancy manoeuvre when you would expect the Mercedes to take him again. Of course, it's a race and we expect racing drivers to make their move, but to put yourself on the grass to try and get it. Especially in wet conditions. Yeah, I don't know, but maybe this is a little bit of an experience. At the end of the yeah. day, George Russell is still a young, hopeful driver. We, we, we don't think of him as such because he's made his way yeah, um, up the ranks and done very well at Williams. But anyway, that so was the we, end. Of... We move on to Spain now. We've we fast forward a few Grand Prix to Spain. Uh, not really much to cover off on Spain, to be honest. Apart from when it came round to the pits, Red Bull went with a one stop. Uh, Mercedes surprised Red Bull with a two stop. Lewis Hamilton pitted twice, got a second set of mediums, chased down Max, overtook him, and beat him by fifteen seconds mm. by the end of the race. That was yeah. That was that really. Do we think Spain had um, had sort of a bit of a psychological impact on either of the teams? I think I, I think Red Bull. They, yeah. they've been caught out. They've they've been embarrassed effectively yeah. in that race. Yeah. So I think that's that's again because that may well have started off the another. It's another well, cog. Throughout the season, we did see this. There's the fight that's happening on track and the tactical moves and maneuvers and overtakes and recharging batteries, but. There's also the tacticians behind the scenes yeah. thinking about pit stops, thinking about can we get an undercut? Is there an overcut available? Should we try a one-stop? Should we try a tour? And yeah, I, I think this, Spain had a, maybe a little bit more effect behind the scenes Yeah, definitely. after that, between these two, what would turn out to be championship contending um, teams. Where do, we, where do we go from there, Sam? Uh, we actually go to the next Grand Prix, which was Monaco. Um, never... Well, I say never. In recent seasons, not the most exciting. I think it's the, more of a status race as the, opposed to the a, problem that we've had recently is the cars have got bigger. Yeah, and well, they're like qualifying at Monaco at the moment. Yes, and and that's not to say that Monaco ever delivered on huge racing moves because nah. it's always going to be restricted by the size of the, the street circuit. We love it for what it is, um, but because the cars have got so big in recent times, yeah, qualifying. And and maybe a little bit of strategy decides the race. It, it was strategy in this one. So I remember Lewis stayed out a few laps extra, while the t- the people behind him, which was Vettel and Gasly, pitted earlier, mm-hmm. and then they undercut him in the pits. And this... I remember he was distinctly quite angry about that at it, the time. Is this the race where Bottas gets really unlucky and he can't they can't get the wheel off his car? Yes, because Bottas was oh. a DNF on that one along with Charles Leclerc. Oh, uh, but Max Verstappen yeah. wins that. Carlos Sainz gets second, and Lando Norris gets another podium into third on that one. Good on Sainz. Yeah, um, I think we're we're, we're going to come on to by the way um, drivers and and yeah, their first seasons in new teams or yeah, new drivers. Uh, yeah, and, so that will come a bit later in this 
in this first podcast, but um, we'll keep with the reviews. But just on that one, a little note to say, fair play to yeah, uh, definitely to to signs there because he's only at this point a few races in to a new career. Yeah, completely with, new team. with the team that he had always wanted. Do you remember the, when he was fighting at the Italian Grand Prix? He was in second, and he really wanted to win in Italy. Yeah, yeah. McLaren knew he would be moving on, and yes. he's obviously had a real affinity to go and drive for Ferrari. Yeah. So to get there, of course, you can have this moment of arriving, and those few first races could have gone very differently for him, yeah, especially definitely. because Le- Leclerc had been a, has been a great performer, yeah. even against uh, his his ex teammate of a, of a four time world champion. So, um, but yeah, we'll move on from that one to Baku or Baku. Baku, Baku, Baku. Go on, Sam. Go on, Sam. <laughs> Baku, the best race of the season because Sebastian Vettel came second. Yes. Uh, Sam isn't going to hide the fact that he's a big Sebastian No, no, I, I won't be impartial when no. it comes to Sebastian no. at all. No. Um, so, yeah, this one, I think Max was comfortably winning this race. Um, and then, obviously, he had his tyre failure. Tyre failure. So, him, him and Stroll, mm. luckily, I mean, luckily for Max, it was his right-hand side front tyre or rear tyre. It was the right-hand rear. side tyre anyway. If it had been the left, it could have been a much bigger accident because he could would have, have met up. the pit entry. Yes. Luckily for Stroll, his was the left tire, but much further much back further down back. the straight. Yeah. But he was left quite exposed for a minute. It, it was a, I was a bit nervous for Stroll. Yes, when he, he was. He drifted back into the middle of the track. Yeah. Basically, and the, the cars that are coming up behind him, obviously they're getting the yellow flag, but yeah. one second. Um, I think there was a lot, of, um, a lot of dust from his crash. Well. A lot of dust, a lot of debris. going on. Yeah. Um, so that, that was, and then we had the restart. We had the we? restart where Lewis locked up and went straight on at the first corner, which is where we learned about. I mean, well, uh, so, some people party mode break magic. The party break magic mode is, was yeah, the old sorry, qualifying yeah. mode they had, yeah. but um, this sort of system that heats up the brakes so they're ready yes. to go. Uh, and yeah, he just left it. He left it on. I think left it off. Left it off. Left it on. He'd, he'd done something. It, one or yeah, one way or the other. I mean, the team took the flat for that one. Yeah, in the, in the post, um, that that was a Perez first, uh, the mighty Seb second, and Pierre <laughs> Gasly third. Pierre Gasly, I don't know if you remember, in the last couple of laps had a really good battle with Leclerc. They were yes, trading places. For the they last were couple of laps there, and actually, fair play to both of them because it's quite easy to slightly overstep. Yeah, in Baku. yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's a tight circuit. Isn't it, it, it is. So. Uh, I think you wanted to talk about France because I said that there wasn't a lot that happened in France, but you wanted to talk about the undercut and Bottas. Well, we saw how powerful the undercut got because what was essentially considered to be a one-stop race turned into a two-stop, and that gave uh, Verstappen quite a a leapfrog um, because Mm -hmm. he managed to undercut Hamilton early on. Now, I think here, if we're looking at the point where Bottas maybe started to feel like he was being treated um, as a... I, I think he's... I, I know Mercedes have always said we don't have a first and second driver who's ever winning the championship will back them. But maybe this is the point where he felt uh, a slight movement in the relationship because we hear him over the radio saying, I told you, I told you, I told you that you know this was going to be a two-stop. And he was essentially left out on older tyres on a poor strategy because Mercedes had to react to yeah. what was happening in Red Bull and particularly with Verstappen. And that meant Hamilton needed to be pulled in. And, and quite rightly, they're, they're fighting at the very front. But what it leaves with Bottas is he's very exposed and eventually Perez come and pips him 
Um, well, I mean, we've seen in the past Mercedes are very good at double stacking. Yes. Well, sometimes. They've been very bad at double stacking once, which was when Russell was taking the place of Hamilton with yes, COVID. Yes, then they <laughs> did a very bad job of double <laughs> stacking. They didn't know whose tyres were whose. But yeah. they usually are very good at double stacking, so they could have in that They could race. have. I, I suppose part of them, this is again where tactics start to well they were cutting off Perez weren't they yes and and possibly there was an aspect of them still thinking that a one stop may they want to keep fighting with a one stop in case that does come good but I think it was fairly obvious clear like early on I think it was around um lap 20 or something like that that the two stops going to be the way forward Um, now it's very difficult to make that decision on the fly and certainly I'm not judging anyone for it because of course they get paid and they get paid and yeah, but I just think from Bottas's point of view, maybe there was a, a little bit of strain entering at that point. If we look at the rest of the season, how it develops for him, he he's clearly passionately felt that this yeah, was something definitely. that could happen, and it's not been. Um, he ha- he at least hasn't got the strategy he wanted in that race. But and that was uh, that was a good uh, a good comeback from Red Bull there, strategy wise after their humiliation, if we're calling it that. <laughs> yeah, in uh, Spain, they've yeah. come back in France. Yeah, and they've they've picked Mercedes in that race. If you like, I mean, and Perez finished third, Hamilton second, Verstappen first, and a few very good overtakes as well at France mm-hmm. um, from from a variety of drivers. We won't go into it, but um, I think a, a notable one was uh, with the McLaren team. I think Norris made a couple of great overtakes and then was allowed to pass Ricardo because of again strategy. Yeah, so just it was it was actually a very good race, but there wasn't the turning point or an incident or a flag or anything like that that happened. It was just one of those races where. If you love racing and you love seeing a good, close battle that doesn't end with anyone going off or things like that, then it was actually a very enjoyable race from that side. Yep. So next we're going to skip one. We're going to go to Austria. And not much to say on Austria. It was a Verstappen first, Bottas second and Lando Norris in third for another podium. Lewis Hamilton finishing fourth in that one. Norris really at this point, I think, was proving that he was strong. Yeah, he's he's season. almost doing what Pierre Gasly did last year with Alpha Tauri. Yes. He's becoming the, the team leader. Confident. Like. And but is. Lewis, Max, well, I think Lando. He, he benefited, yeah. I think, from the fact Ricardo coming into the team. Everyone thought Ricardo would take that yeah. slightly more senior role. But he needs because to get used to the team. And the he cars, did. Like, and which the obviously car, we'll cover off with the drivers when we yeah, get to we that will, at the but end. But I think in, within the races, we're going to see a bit of a change in Ricardo. And him yeah. growing in confidence with the car, but nothing take away from some of Norris's performances in these early races. No, because I mean, because he's, he's beat Hamilton to a podium there. So which can, is, you, yeah. yeah. Next, what um, next? Silverstone. Do you want to um, turn the reins on Silverstone? <laughs> so, do you know what? A great... Great half a first lap. Yeah, but I mean, the moves. The, the, the racing that was going on. I mean, Hamilton had him down the... I can't remember what the straights are called. So, but. if we stop for a second, we actually, I think we saw this, you were still living... Close by, yeah, yeah we, we were watching we all, the red arrows. From I was the, saying, we were able we, to yeah. watch the red arrows uh, going above, um, and so that was that was great. And it really was hotting well, up 10 15 years ago, we weren't able to hear the cars as well. Yes, oh, obviously, God, we couldn't yeah. now. Um, but it was, I mean, it was a hot day, yeah, it was blue skies, just yeah, yeah, looked the like atmosphere a was there, incredible it? day of racing. The, the first half lap, I mean, I think Hamilton, oh. Hamilton got Verstappen, Verstappen. Got with a brilliant defending, yeah. if you can call a lunge defending, but it was a defending lunge and it yeah. was clean. And then Hamilton's come back round and lined him up coming into the next yeah. corner. So you just think, if we, even if we get three laps yeah. of this, we, every fan has got their money's worth. And then we're on the old pit straight going towards Cops. 
And I think we're both in agreement here. We're not going to go into it. We're not taking sides either way for no, this podcast no, not at all. or the season. Depending, you know, we're not we're not taking anyone's side. But I think we're both in agreement that Lewis was in the wrong here. I think I'm not saying we... he did it deliberately. No, no, or anything like that. No, like nothing like I th- that. I don't think you can lay the blame. I think Max on that. two racing drivers that are on their limits have gone into that corner. I think as we as all the data and all the information came out. Hamilton's fighting, so yeah, yeah. nothing against him there. Verstappen is fighting, nothing against him there. And oh, how all of us would just wish that could have, they could have not made contact because yeah. then you've got Max Beckett's and you, you, we could have heard yeah. a lot more. But uh, from looking at the steering wheel angles, and I think there's another, that this similar thing happens a bit further on in the race. I think there was a, an aspect of Hamilton was saying, you've done this to me. As in taken a position and held it. Yeah, well, he'd had, he had two corners. Yeah. Two corners previous. Max had done it. Verstappen is just saying, I'm going for it. And as we look at it from a racing point of view, Verstappen is always ahead going And into he's it. got the line to the apex. Lewis, I think the angle that you're, we're talking, Lewis, is never going to make the apex of that corner. He would have to wind on a bit more steering angle. Yeah. And whether, whether he just um, thinks he's got it done with the amount of steering angle he puts in whether he thinks I'm just going to give just going to lean Verstappen out of this one because he doesn't want the fight to continue into the next couple of corners which is all fair enough racing but ultimately if you're looking at who you know obviously Verstappen comes out a lot worse and I think we Sam and I both agree that really um we're not expecting Hamilton to lift and give up on that corner absolutely but I think I think the difference you've got there is where we were talking about the previous, the, uh, the battle two corners previous, mm. they're going at a quarter of the speed going into that corner. Yes. You're going at nearly, I don't know, is it nearly 200 going through Cops? It's one of the fastest corners on yeah. that track. So yeah. you're 150 plus yeah. going oh, into that corner. Yeah. Your decision making has to be different. It's yes. not, I'm going to stick it in. You can back off. Yeah. Because at those speeds, you don't have the time to do that. Yeah. You think, okay, well, we just carry this on. Ultimately, but you know, they, we, yeah. he was given a penalty. He served the penalty. Yeah. Obviously, Max couldn't come couldn't back. Then. Come back from it. Max felt aggrieved about it, and I guess you could say rightly so. Lewis felt that he'd served his penalty, and also rightly so. He was it, the rules were he was given a penalty. He served it. He won the race. It was certainly yeah. a flashpoint from uh, the way the points then stacked up because you have a Verstappen zero, yes, with a Hamilton win. So it 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 is. Uh, there's going to be a few through as we go through the races season defining moments and i think that certainly is one of them because it's it has such an effect 0 to 25 well it's it not... actually it was 0 to 27 sorry because lewis had the sprint he got points from the sprint race you're right fastest lap yeah. and the win so so it, there's that, just i think that really lit the the touch paper if you like for the season from then i, I think, think that right. was probably the flashpoint that there was a couple of others we could go back to him where the, the first the first corner and stuff well, i think but that's I think where silverstone was where that's the entree everybody and yeah, yeah. and silverstone's where we start to really get into the meat yeah and, you know uh, you've got this. toto sending emails yes if you're checking yeah. your emails in the middle of the but race I, I, the only thing i think i think if that corner happens four or five laps in i don't think they make contact because no. i think both of them well the first lap is so vital yes i think they would have been a little bit more settled and seeing a little bit more down the road, but your first lap, the adrenaline is through the roof, and they can, well, they probably can't hear the fans, even with the Yeah, they say they can, but I'm but, sure yeah, they can. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think just everything was on the line, and I think ultimately, if you're looking to sort of position a little bit of blame, um, to me, well, or position the responsibility, yeah. to me, 
I think Hamilton could have maybe wound on. He would have lost position for it, so I can yeah. absolutely understand. But you why can understand why at Silverstone as well, because Silverstone, his race, his, his race, home track, race, his home race, he's got such a good record there. Yeah, because he has been dominant there over the years. Yeah, um, but but apart from that, you know, great race. Oh, it was all, a great all race. Round. I mean, good um, racing from Leclerc in that race as well with Hamilton. Yeah, because um, they had that battle into cops, which is where you were did. saying about there was data from later on in the race and it was slightly different angles. Yes. Um, and Lewis took a slightly different line through there. But, I mean, Le- Leclerc finished second in that one, Bottas third and Norris Norris fourth. So, so Nor- a great, great race. Again, Norris I mean, Norris again. consistently out there for the year. And, and fair play to, we should just give Bottas a mention there that although he's just taking that almost a wingman I hate yeah, to call him that as a backseat driver yeah, I hate like because, because I know he would hate to be defined in that way yeah but definitely. just in that in that particular race it seemed that he slotted into that role more than actually going to go and fight for the, the contender but great race indeed just Silverstone really delivered on that one um, and a, a, just a shame that we didn't see a little bit more hopefully uh, and this will be our third podcast we'll talk about the season coming up hopefully we'll see another great race at Silverstone but We'll move on from there. What was the next one, Sam? Uh, Tempin. Tempin bowling. Ten, we're going Tempin bowling in Hungary for yes. the next one. <laughs> um, I'll, I'm going to stay out of the Vettel debate on this one. Um, we'll go with we'll go with the the incident in the first quarter verse, and then we'll talk about uh, disqualifications and the like. So we both agreed. We don't think Bottas has done. There's, there's to me. No, Ricardo. No, sorry, this is a different race, wasn't it? So Bottas has a terrible start. He does. I think from a second on the grid. It was first or second. I think it was second. Terrible start. We are there's it's misty because we're on inters at this point. Yeah. Going into the first corner, he's got was it Norris ahead of him? I think it was Norris. Clips yeah. Norris. He yeah. he's obviously in the spray. He just he just misjudges the, the braking zone or his brakes aren't hot or or something or he locks up the yep. and he goes into the back of Norris. Norris goes into Verstappen. Those three are off. Uh, Bottas then carries on and hits carries, Perez. Yeah. Yeah. Then Stroll arrives and he takes Stroll, Leclerc. Stroll tries to avoid it but ends up going to the grass, loses traction, hits Leclerc, yeah. who then takes out. who then bowls yeah. on to go and hit... Um, Perez has been taken out in the midst of all this as well. So it, I think we've got half you, the yeah, spinning round in circles. Just seeing car after car spinning. Blimey, this is a big one. But, and then you, you've got Seb. Who's come who, from a, 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 around fifteenth to seventeenth, yeah, and he's just strolled on past the, waving as he goes past really, into second. When you watch the replay, and you just think he couldn't have been in a better position. On, I mean, <laughs> apart from being in first, but he couldn't have been in a better position because it was almost like chaos was around his car, <laughs> yeah. and he just managed to walk through it and and uh, avoid it all. And um, obviously, the cars behind that don't really get. I think the the kudos for this race goes to well. Goes to Fernando Alonso. Yeah, that's some great. Mainly, we're going to give it to Esteban Ocon, I think, for, Ocon for winning the Grand Prix. Yeah, albeit I, thanks to yeah, Alonso. But I don't think we can take anything away. You, you take your opportunities in yeah, racing. Yeah, of course. And I mean, yeah. And, and Ocon, he raced a good race. He, he, he didn't did. make a mistake. He carried on, carried on, and carried on. And that's what team works for. And of course, he thanks his teammate quite rightfully afterwards because yeah, Alonso. Well, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have won without Alonso holding no, Hamilton. Hamilton would have caught laps. him. Yeah, definitely. Hamilton two seconds behind. Hamilton him, was so. fast. He was on the right strategy. The team had put him on the right tyres at the right. So Hamilton would have got him, I think, if it were not for Alonso saying, "My teammate's out there. He's a young guy. I want him to try and do as best as possible." And for 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 the first time, we actually get to really see Alonso back in the sport. He he's obviously been competing in all the other races that season. Yeah, but to see him 
It's a world champion versus a world champion. And what a set of defensive driving. And, and he just puts the car in the right place at the right speed at the right time consistently I mean, long enough to, to hold Hamilton. And also I think you've got to give Hamilton some credit because he's passed Alonso, albeit yep. taking four laps. Yep. Then he's had to pass Sainz in the Ferrari. Yep. Then he's had to pass Vettel. Albeit so it's two world champions. Yeah, Martin, but it's but two it's world champions. A four-time world champion. Yeah, and he's got second. Seb obviously got third. Um, and I don't think we need to talk about what happened after that. Uh, you can go into specifics of that. I just yeah. want to yeah. quickly read out the six DNFs from this race. Yes. So we ended the race. Um, I think we've pretty much covered that. But it was Ocon, Hamilton, Science with Alonso in fourth. Uh, DNFs we've got. Nikita Mazepin, Lando Norris, Valtteri Bottas, Sergio Perez, Charles Leclerc, Lance Stroll and Sebastian Vettel. And from the first lap, we've got Bottas, Perez, Leclerc, Stroll, Norris. Only Mazepin and Vettel. Other people that didn't weren't involved in the first lap chaos. Yeah. I think... Well, I, I, Seb I, was disqualified as opposed I, to DNF. As I say, I tried not to make any comments around the Aston Martin team at all, but just as a... as well, a, You're being the voice of reason here. Yes, because <laughs> if Sam says it, he'll say, well, Vettel should have been promoted to first and given the World Championship at that moment. In every race. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Vettel, I felt for Vettel because he had a great race, he got the podium, and then he's disqualified on not having enough fuel. The team... Then there's this then debate begins. The team say they do have enough fuel, but they're not allowed to get it out of certain areas of the tank because of there's rules around how you get the, how the fuel is recovered. And he can't provide the one litre sample of fuel. Uh, yes, that's the rules. He's disqualified. That yeah. is the rules. If you break the rules in racing, you're disqualified. And it's just such a shame because it's not his. It's we, not necessarily his fault, is it? Yeah. It's the strategists that should. Um, as as we'll bring up. Um, many times probably we may not agree with the rules sometimes or we may feel aggrieved by the rules but if the rules are what they are mm -hmm. then they are what they are but um, i feel i do feel for Vettel in that particular race because he raced a good race he took his opportunities to, and to be disqualified like that i'm sure from a driver's perspective it, it is you know it, it'd be a challenge because you you've got your podium and for him must feel like you know he's really on this return yeah. Um in a green suit. But um anyway. cross for this season. Yeah. Um I wasn't here for the next two races, so you're gonna have to cover these, but Spa Well Spa was literally a spa by the sounds of it. I I, I found Spa a bit of a challenge. They they knew they were gonna be in for some poor weather and, and this was very clear beforehand. The decision to do these parade laps so that they could qualify it as a partial race and start giving out points. Um happy for Russell because I think with all the racing he's done over the last few seasons, he did, does deserve something for them. But, you know... It's not the way you want to get it. It's not the way you want to get Could it. Could they not have just done the race on the Monday? They couldn't do the race on the Monday because well, there was two things I think were restricting them. A, they have everything set up for a Formula One race because it was, it's, people don't sometimes realise how stringent the rules, the regulations have to be for a yeah, Formula yeah, One race that, to take place. If they knew that this was coming, which they well, did. What they what the problem for me was they let the, the first race of the day happen. They didn't instead think we need to get the Formula Race one that done. Why don't yeah. we have an eleven AM start, blow it across social media, everyone else so that as many people can be aware as mm -hmm. possible. Instead they stuck to their 
time to start the race. And Spa has delivered wet races for years. We've, yeah. we've all seen them. Some of the some of the conditions, uh, you wouldn't want to be out there in a in a Range Rover or a Land Cruiser, let alone a Formula One car. I found it a bit strange. I I hundred percent understood that because we'd tragically seen, yeah, of course, the, especially at Spa, yeah. Well, we'd, yeah, and we'd lost Formula Two, uh, Jules Bianchi. Yeah, uh, is it Jules Bianchi? Yeah, a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Um, at Spa that happening was was always going to be set in the back of the minds and I think that made a decision that day and I have no qualms about that to lose a driver is just horrendous and so to have those poor conditions you can understand why the FIA the stewards the race director is is really resistant to seeing these cars fly around this racetrack this this was the race where one of the, I think it was Lando Norris, I don't know if it was in the race or not, I've only seen a clip afterwards, he spun off through Eau Rouge. I think it may have been qualifying, they might have red flagged it, because Vettel turns up on the scene and he's, yes. he's waved through, but yep. he actually drives over to just to check. Norris to see if he's okay. Because yep. he was on the radio saying, I told you this was going to happen. Yeah, I told you this is stupid, why yep. are you doing this? So I think the, the fact that it is run the way it's run, uh, and they try and race it, to me... The, the simple answer would have been to try and to try and race it earlier in the day and um, because ultimately what happens is it gets later and later they start to run out of more light more light and yeah, to and the you're point in, you're in foggy um spray conditions yeah and even though it, no light. it you know the, the the daylight was going to remain for a while when you've got thick clouds uh, yeah. and you're doing two and you've got racing drivers doing 200 miles an hour you're, you're not taking any risks so i just I just feel there could have been a better resolution if there'd been a bit of better planning. And we're not talking about people who get their weather reports from the BBC weather app. Yeah, or, you know, <laughs> or from uh, so and so at the local news weather yeah. girl sort of says, "Oh, it's going to be a bit." Rare. They they have satellite imaging. Yeah, the, as we've all seen, if you've watched Formula One, you'll see it on the screens. It's they've got so there. to me, they knew this was coming, and why there wasn't some planning made to try and get the race going a bit earlier. Uh, I don't know. That that was a bit of a shame for me, but anyway, it ends up in a parade lap. Um, was it Verstappen gets the first, Russell gets the second because yeah. it's how they qualify. And Lewis gets the third, so you know that's all half points. So I mean, it did matter. And, and I felt for the fans because people yeah, have turned up. From what I've heard, that they've really struggled with getting any refunds or anything, and they've got because away of, with not giving refunds because they've done a race because officially they yeah. complete. So if it they hadn't run the minimum number of laps, yeah. then they would have had to be refunds. And So you obviously can understand why all the fans are saying, well, you've only done that because it's going to cost yeah. you X thousand pounds. Hamilton even came out yeah. and said, you know, it feels like we've done this for just, the, just you know. Yeah, um, it seems like a cost-saving exercise so, in terms of... So I hope we don't see, you know, Spa is notorious for these conditions. Yeah. I hope that there's better planning coming through to the there's some new rules regarding that. You did mention that. I haven't looked into it, but apparently they've been announced or they're coming for this season. Okay. So, where are we uh, next? The next one is Holland, so the Dutch Grand Prix. Uh, again, I wasn't here to this, but all I can tell you is Max Verstappen won it. He won it by twenty seconds. Um, I've seen the high. I've seen the celebrations. Obviously, yeah. it looked like an incredible atmosphere, as <laughs> it would be. I mean, he gets he gets a great following around the world with yeah. the Orange Army, as they call it. Yeah. And of course, it was it was his home Grand Prix. Yeah, so I imagine it was just wall to wall orange. Huge, huge day for for Verstappen uh, and for the Dutch Grand Prix, having it return to the sport after such a long period of it not being around. Uh, the actually the standout was the racing on track 
um, was more from uh, Perez um, really pushing uh, Ricardo. Ricardo in a great race. They were hotted up at Haas. Um, the Mazepin Schumacher sort of fight that was going on probably boiled over a little bit too much that day, and, and things could have um, gone a bit too badly, uh, gone a bit worse than they actually did. But um, it, it's just racing, and I think a lot of people want to judge drivers and judge things that happen, but we have to remember that they're racing for their seats. Okay, some of them are billionaires and they've, they've got them secured in whatever ways, but every race you're you know you're racing to try and win a race and even if you're 19th or 20th you're racing then your own race whether your teammate or the the next team ahead of you well yeah i mean also i mean it's not really comparable but how many times have we all in our own jobs where you're under pressure to get something done or finish something so you're rushing how many times have you made a mistake this is it because this equates they are they're constantly in this situation where they are rushing and they are stressed and they're on the edge we all have days at work where like oh, i'm not really going to do a lot today I'm going, to com- I'm going to meander through the day, if you like. They can't meander through a race. It's, this is They're how always I, on the edge. This is so. how I feel when I look at the Facebook page that Sam's managing for the Mars Driven, and I, I sort of think, he's meandering through yet again. <laughs> um, but no, I, I just think that was a, just a slight highlight. That the, the Haas... Well, the Facebook page is well, a massive highlight compared to Instagram. Yes. I'll, I'll just <laughs> have a quick mention. Instagram, the Mars Driven. Facebook, the Mars Driven. The MarsDriven.com website. And if you um, listen to this podcast on your on your podcast app, fine. But you can also find them on YouTube. It's just setting it up for when we um, have video when content. When Miles decides he wants to buy a car, and yeah. we can start our first video. Of, <laughs> Let's all follow Miles and see what shed he buys this time. Yeah. Like a really really bad eighties game show. Yes, but also here's what, what you could have won: a working car. Here's <laughs> what you've got: a bag of bolts. <laughs> Um, we also will have um, proper reviews and everything else coming up on there as well. But yeah, um, uh, yeah we'll move on from that. We'll move on to Monza. Um, so I'll cover off the big facts and we can go into them if you want. So we've got McLaren 1 2, uh, Ricardo winning from Norris. I know you want Great to discuss the, the radio messages from Norris. We've got Ferrari 4 and 5. Yeah. No, we don't. We have Ferrari 4 and 6. Yeah. My, my mistake there. Leclerc, Perez, then Science. Um, and I've also got written down Verstappen mounts Hamilton. Yes, which he basically <laughs> did, um, like a rampant rhino. So if if we made our comments about Silverstone and we think that after the fact, when you look at it all, you would probably nudge it over to to Hamilton's responsibility. And this time around, I think you we're gonna we're gonna nudge it on to to, Max. to, to Verstappen. Verstappen never has the corner. He's always behind. Yet he's on the edge of the on the edge of his seat racing, like they all are at all times. But um, he's he's come out a bit too quick, and he's tried to put a battle up, which really you're not going to. It's the same. It's exactly the same because whereas Lewis should have known you don't go up the inside of cops like that, mm-hmm. Max should have known you don't try and go around the outside of that corner. He's then clipped the sausage curb. That's yeah, he's pushed. Sort of, that's pushed. He's lifted over, the car up, hasn't he? Yeah. Pushed his back wheel onto Hamilton's, and then he's mounted the Hamilton. That could have been avoided if he'd just said. I'm not going to make this. The mm-hmm. only option I have is to either cause an accident yep. or drive over these, uh, the whatever they call the rumble strip things that they call them, which is going to damage the car. Yep. So what I'm going to do, I'll back out and I've got the rest of the race then to attack him. But yep. what he has done is said, nah, and just gone for it. And it was a little bit bizarre because Verstappen was coming out on a fresh set of tyres. but So he's going to have the advantage, although they were hards. So, yeah, but you know. still, 
Um, anyway, you know, yeah, we we can we can put that aside. That it costs both drivers. It it costs, I think, Hamilton more than it costs Verstappen because, yeah, as we had seen, yeah. uh, uh, Hamilton had been faster that day. Um, aside from that, though, so you know, that obviously is one of the, another. That's, flash the, that's what you'd call the main talking point of the race because, because it's a flash it's the, point, and it's the two championship protagonists, yeah. as they called them, that the whole yes. season, like we're writing some sort of play. But I want to talk about. Would you like to talk about Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo? I, I by do. Any chance? I do. What a fantastic set of racing drivers! What a fantastic team! And what a fantastic effort from those two that day. It was the definition of what teamwork should be that day, I think. Yes, it is. And also, you have to remember that from McLaren's point of view here, they are not going to be fighting for a championship this season, or last season, I should say. Um, But they are fighting Ferrari. And it is a real hot fight for who Mm -hmm. is going to get this third position. It was good racing. And Norris putting the radio call when Ricardo was ahead of him Norris probably had a slightly fresher car. Probably but he was gaining on him, wasn't he? Yeah, he had a little bit more energy, I think, in the batteries. But um, he knew that actually what they needed was a one-two. I think and what he what he said, he came over the radio and said, "Is it more beneficial to the team if I remain where I am?" Yeah, because because I'm willing to do that is what he said. And it wasn't a case of it wasn't like what you get with some drivers where you get a subtle or is it better for I? you guys if I yes. stay here? But yeah. I'm catching him, get yeah. him to move out of the way. It was a I'm. Is it better if I just conserve the car, stay here, hold off third if need be? Yeah. And we go for the one two. And we're not we're not saying in any way that Ricardo has given that wing because I oh, think not that at all. Ricardo I mean, he, he won it by one point seven seconds, so it's not like he would just drop back no. in. And I think Ricardo would have defended, and as we know with Ricardo being the last of the late breakers and everything yeah. else, it would have been a tough for McLaren great to watch. watch. <laughs> yeah, for every spectator <laughs> apart from everyone in the McLaren garage, yeah. as they see both their cars rumble into a corner yeah. at 200 miles an hour um but i thought that was a great race and actually take nothing away from ferrari either no they get the f- fourth say? and f- so we had ricardo norris mentioned for bottas who came home third yeah uh, leclerc fourth perez fifth again mentioned for perez still doing the teamwork yeah and science sixth i, I think <laughs> lance stroll in seventh yeah that's a good performance for him where, where did uh, it doesn't matter. No, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, just a, a, a point there that I think Ferrari, you know, it's their home race um, for Leclerc to put in, okay, it's not a podium, it's not quite where they want to be, but what was important was taking as many points out of that as possible because they knew McLaren were going to be taking top spots. Well, you, if you go from where where Ferrari were to where they've ended up, yeah, they you know they were nowhere. They were, no, and they were, they were sort of challenging for the fourth and fifth. So I think they'd have been, if you'd have said that at the beginning of the season, they'd have been happy with that. Just looking at their development from 2019 until last season, there were, oh, well, I should say, midway from 2019, where some sudden changes Change. were made, <laughs> <the> agreed <laughs> with the FIA that, you know, whatever the case may be. Oh, our uh, car is terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, I think they, they've, the Ferrari team have, have done well in developing and. Yeah. Definitely. And I know it's a sixth place there, but fair play for signs for, you know. Well, it's his debut season at the end of the day. Yeah. It's, and Leclerc yeah. just performing. So 100%. That, that was a good race. Um, shame about the two front runners and, and how that ended, but there we are. Again, this is another race that I wasn't here for, but Russia. So I'll let you cover that one. My goodness me, I was Do you gutted. want to read the highlights or do you want to just oh. go with it? Uh, do you know what? The only thing that sticks in my mind about Russia is the moment where I just was 
so gutted for Lando Norris. He'd had a great season. He'd been a he'd been a, racing his heart out, and I, he I felt like he deserved a first. Yeah. And to see him have it in his hand, and then um, fair play to Hamilton at this point because the radio calls come in. This is later on in the race. I'm sure Sam will fill us in with some highlights in a second, but. Late in the race, you've got the team making their suggestions and Hamilton at first Because the weather's says, coming in at this point. It's sort of half the track's drying, yeah. half the track's still got a bit of rain, then it's just the corner of the track, then the rain's coming in a bit more. And Norris at this point, he can see the finish lines a few laps away, a bolt of adrenaline, whatever it may be, he decides... I'm staying out, I'm staying out, I don't... But know, he probably knows that Lewis is going to do the opposite of what he does. Yes. And he's thinking, if if he's thinking that half the track's dry, are my inters going to burn out? Is everybody then not going to pit behind me? Yeah. Am I going to come out 12th? Yeah. And so what eventually happens is uh, Hamilton, obviously, he, he stays out on the first lap and, yeah. and keeps chasing Norris down. And then in that second lap, um, fair play to him, the team say, no... Yeah, we need to bring you in, and it's always a risk when you bring a pit when you have a pit stop, particularly because that corner where yeah. they've been caught out before, yeah, uh, where you, where you sort of come across and then you you're going a right and then a very steep right to get into the pits and then another uh, yeah. hard right, and um, something can happen there. And when well, you're fighting first and second, you're taking a risk by coming oh, in. Yeah, but he listens to the team, which fair play to him for because yes. he doesn't always do that. Sometimes he takes it on his own and says. I'm he not wants to override in. for whatever yeah, reason. He did, he did listen, and, and yeah. And the then we see, it. and you see the gap. You know, at this point, I genuinely thought Lando's done it because the gap's now so big between him and Hamilton because of a pit stop for one, not the other. That you just see, as long as Lando can stay out, he's got a victory. And just then, quick, I'll quickly just chuck in now that everybody else seemed to pit behind them as well. Well, so yeah. Mac, Max came in, Sainz came in, Ricardo came in, Bottas came in. I mean, Alonso came in. The big winner at this moment was actually Verstappen because Verstappen was one of the first. Yes, yeah, so I think to get he a actually, fresh set on. Yeah, he actually overtook quite a few people there, didn't he? he there was a big jump after the, the uh, chaos because others then realised. Yeah, you know, they stayed out thinking. Mm, so no, Max is coming on the first available first available to come point in. To, to change. Then the Lewis has come in the lap after. Yeah, but he was ahead anyway. Yeah, but it's meant that unfortunately the, the person that it costs. Yeah, we see Lando Norris, and we could you could see it on the cameras. It's just a bath of water, yeah. and you just think he's, he's gonna. Just, he just goes straight. On, he he starts to, just behind him. Yeah, he's. You could see the point where Hamilton's in the same camera angle. So there's five or six seconds. You think, oh, if he can just go out of this bit and get to the dry, he'll keep that five or six seconds, and he's only got to do it one more time. Yeah, and you can see the back end slipping, it's sliding, it's slipping, it's sliding, and he comes to try and take the corner and. It's Bambi on ice. He's he's just he's gone. Um, yeah, which is unfortunate. Gutted for him. Great for Hamilton. You know, great bit of tacticians from Mercedes to to actually come out and say to their world champion who who was overridden in the first thing, no, you need to come in. And that team has obviously worked for the win. Fair play to Red Bull for making the call early. Yeah, and it's jumped for Stappen up the pack. That's another one of those moments when a season's going to be quite close. It's those little decisions that make a big difference. Was there anything else? I haven't got anything else for there. No. Okay. Um, so next would have been Singapore. Obviously, we didn't go there. Then it would have been Japan, 
where I know Red Bull were planning their special Honda livery, special livery, yeah. which obviously they couldn't use. So they carried I that over to the Turkish Grand Prix. Gutted for that that Honda didn't get uh, a home Grand Prix with a real with race a championship winning challenging. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, this is there's an article for this on the Mars Driven. Um, saying farewell to Honda at the end of yeah. last season, and oddly, you it's have to written. It, haven't you? And uh, yeah, and then they've said actually we're going to sort of stick around a little bit in the background. And, oh, well, the article's already written now, so if you do want to read a farewell to Honda, it's up on the website. Um, also, a bit gutted we didn't go to Singapore because that's uh, where Sebastian is mighty and imperious yeah. in every way. I think I, th- I might be corrected here, but I think he's got the most race wins in Singapore. Mr. Now he's got five. Mr. Neutral is... Um, um, I think Lewis has got four or five. Yeah. So, if they're on five, then Vettel's still the best driver. Um, but yeah, we'll move on to Turkey. Uh, I'm not sure if I did watch Turkey or not. I think I may have. I think I may have also been away. So I've got here, Bottas one. Congratulations, Valtteri. Max second. Lewis fifth. And I think you want to give mention to the man in third, which was Sergio Perez. Perez put up an absolute fantastic defence to the point where he was off. In the pit lane, yes, I was there because you watched it at my house. Yes. I remember watching it with you now. Um, you know, off into the pit lane fighting Hamilton <laughs> at one point. Um, and, you know, fair play to both drivers because it was clean on the very, very edge yeah, of the edgiest of edge and yeah. clean, almost um, in the pit lane edge. <laughs> yes, but I think if uh, if Perez doesn't put up that fight, well, then Hamilton's either he's he's. he's third, I think he would have carried on first. his charge. Yeah. So um, so that one was Bottas, Verstappen, Perez, Leclerc in fourth, Hamilton in fifth, Pierre Gasly, who I know you wanted to give a mention to. I know we're going to bring him up later. We're going to bring him up in the drivers, but he but again, again another consistent. Along with Nando Norris in seventh, I think throughout very these, consistent drivers. We, we're covering off some some race winners here in a third or fourth position, but Gasly throughout the season carried on delivering. Uh, I know that the Honda engine was was really good, and development for both Red Bull and AlphaTauri was very good. But he he was still delivering way above his teammate for most races. Yeah, and he was competitive in the front of the mid pack, which is not normally where you expect to see AlphaTauri. You see expect in the mid mid pack, but actually he was over delivering in the car on, yeah. on several races and. Um, Fair play to him for, for doing so. So that was Turkey. Now <laughs> I know you really wanted to move on to the USA. Uh, so just there's uh, not much to say on the USA apart from uh, well, it, we're not allowed to swear on the podcast. No. <laughs> if if you want to read uh, any of the race reports, you can go onto the Mars Driven and from the USA onwards last season, just because of how the uh, website setup is, um, you can find race reports for every single race. So if you do want to have a quick recap and read through them, go to the miles driven, go to the motorsport section, and you can and and in there you'll have uh, tidbits of information about what happened in practice and qualifying because we're not talking about them here, but what happens in practice and what happens in qualifying oh, sometimes has you know the difference between winning and being tenth, and sometimes it has a difference between first and second or fifth and sixth. So um, if you do want to read the race reports, as say America onwards. The do you cover off the grid walks on? Do you know? Interestingly, the only time <laughs> I covered off the grid walk was for America. So I've seen I've seen that F one are now actually banning bodyguards from the grid walks. Yeah. So if that. a celebrity wants to go on a grid walk, they go on their own, so that they can't. 
try and batter Martin Brundle yes. when he tries to ask you a question. If if you, uh, it wasn't uh, so much the bodyguard though; it was the manager, the little weedy I chap know. that was yeah. following behind. And, and Martin Brundle actually mentioned afterwards that his cameraman—I didn't know this—but his cameraman is uh, an ex. I don't know if he was ex special forces or ex military. I oh, think really? he might have been ex special forces. So. The guy that was shoving him, the big bodyguard, is wow. very fortunate that the cameraman didn't take exception to being yeah. nearly shoved into an F1 car. Probably lucky that he was carrying the camera. Yes, even so. <laughs> um, I, I just, it's unacceptable. If you're at a race venue and racing fans across the world would eat their left arm off to do a grid walk yeah. and you've been allowed to come in to do it, to have people shoving around the, the people that have been in this sport and are providing a world feed for everyone else to watch. It's unacceptable. To be making you smart comments is unacceptable. And I'm glad that they've just taken them out. Because you know what? There are bigger celebrities at some of the, you know, Hollywood A-listers and the, you know, gold of whatever this and that. Turn up to those grid walks, get a microphone shoved in their face by Martin, Martin Brundle. And most of the time they just talk. Yeah, and they say exactly whatever that. they can. And some they, don't, they don't have to say a lot. No, and many what's of the your time, thoughts? What's your thoughts on a race? I hope Lewis wins. I hope yeah. Max wins. I'm here to support this so and so. And then they go on. And a lot of the time, if they don't know too much about it, and we've seen this with celebrities before, they'll just say, "I don't really follow the sport that closely, but um, I was I'm really excited to be here." Yeah. And and that's enough. What? And and that's all as as fans of the sport who obviously have followings outside of the sport of other celebrities and actors and sportsmen. That's all we want to see. Just them. Be honest about it. If they're there to support a particular driver, if they're there just because they've got an invite from a particular team, just say it. And if you if you don't really know too much about it, no one's going to judge you. We know that even some real car fans are not interested in Formula One. Some people who live and breathe, you know, washing their car every other week and yep. going to car meets and doing a bit of track time, some of them aren't interested in Formula One. So no exception, uh, no no um, expectation that. These people are going to turn up and know all the intricate details of a suspension geometry set up <laughs> yeah. for one of the cars, but don't. That that was uh, yeah, that, it was unnecessary. It was unnecessary and it was a shame. But yeah, but as you said, Sam, they they brought in some new rules and the race itself. I don't think we've got any. No, nothing to say on that. So. I think, as I said, I, I had a quick look on the review that we did, and it it was just a solid race. Yeah, there was a lot of racing happening, but there wasn't any. Sort of right home moments that we could no, sort of so bring it's to this a, it's a max podcast. win by one point three seconds from Lewis, from Perez, from Charles, from Ricardo, from Bottas. So, yeah. Okay, so moving on to Mexico, um, we've got I've got written down again. I don't think I was here for this one. Away for most of the season, it seems. Yeah, it's got... that way, which is odd <laughs> because I'm pretty sure I, I saw almost every race with you. Well, so yeah, because you're using my Sky Go account if I'm not here to watch the yeah. races, so it must but... feel like I'm around. <laughs> Oh, you were moving house around this time. Oh, there was moving house. We went away for Kat's birthday. Right, right yeah. Uh, all sorts. Um, special mention to the other half then. Who's been called the other half up until yes. this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, sorry. Um, Ricardo spins Bottas first corner. I Go. think... <laughs> I, no, I, I mean, I don't hold anything against Ricardo. I think Ricardo no, is just... just one that, it was a coming together, wasn't it? He's slightly misjudged it. Unfortunately for Bottas, he's the one that gets caught from it. It leaves a sandwich for Alonso to try and drive through. Who catches? Is he? Does he catch Gasly or does he catch Sonoda? I think it's Sonoda. Yeah, Sonoda's a DNF, so it's Mick uh, Schumacher who wasn't caught up in that. That would have just been a yeah. pass-related issue, I think. 
Um, from there, though, we do have uh, a pretty competitive race, yeah. as in speed. Just, yes. Just the, the speed that the cars are delivering. Um, first for, for Verstappen and Verstappen, the third. Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez. Um, and then Gasly, Leclerc signs. And uh, a special mention for the hero that is Sebastian Vettel coming home seventh. Yeah. Um, very happy for Perez that he managed to get a podium at home. Um, would have been even nicer if he would have been able to to win, but of course, it just wasn't the way that the uh, yeah the I teams mean, were set up. I think I'm guessing it was for fastest laps and stuff, but we got Max and then 16 seconds back to Hamilton, 17, and then uh, Perez is a second back from Hamilton. So they were obviously quite close coming over the line, but Max had. Had romped home. Yep. How many points did you get for second? 17. 18. 18. Okay, so Lewis didn't get fastest lap either then. Um, so yeah, he obviously didn't start for fresher tyres, I'm guessing. No, well, again, this is where I say with, with Red Bull's speed, because Perez is putting so much pressure on. Yeah, okay. That, and well, I mean, is... it, it tells here, because everybody from sixth downwards is plus one lap or plus two laps. And yeah. I think there's even some, yeah, there's, there's a couple of plus three laps. And this there. is where that first corner incident plays into it because there's no Bottas to, to fight yeah. with Hamilton here and so Hamilton ends up sandwiched between the Red Bulls he can't do anything strategy wise to move himself Verstappen keeps the speed and keeps the speed and keeps the speed and he just keeps yeah, it's, a, it's an impressive win um, and, and, and and Hamilton keeps pushing but ultimately you can only do so many so much with the hand that you're dealt on yeah. the race especially and, if you, uh, you, you're defending against Perez yeah, and and so and Perez was so was really pushing in third, and of course wanted. I, th I think this is one where at the very last lap, um, his uh, his engineer says to him, "You've got the batteries. Just just empty the batteries and just throw one at Hamilton." Yeah. And he is a little bit too far back, but he does at least get the crowd roared up for a. I think it's the fourth yes. corner of the track. Yeah. He really tries for it. You know, of course he's going to, but he's fair about it as well. He doesn't. Um, go too far and put any, either of them in any danger. He just really tries to be competitive. Fair play to him. Um, good race from from Red Bull's point of view, and not the worst from from Mercedes' point of view. Uh, and yeah. I would just say it was a bit of a surprise because I think Red Bull going into the weekend thought that they may struggle. Yes. Um, speed wise, yeah. which is why I was mentioning the speed early on in this one. And I think from this point. I think this is where the season all starts to kind of fall apart in the sense of there were penalties being thrown here, penalties being thrown there, there's accusations of this, there's accusations of that. I think it Which was... is from, we've got three left, I think. We've got Brazil, yeah, Brazil, Qatar, and then the one we're going to cover in the next podcast. I think up to this point, what we've seen is close, wheel-to-wheel, -wheel, some incidents that you would expect with that sort of fight and, and contention yeah. going on. The team principles... They're talking about wings, they're talking about front wings, they're talking about bendy bits here and there. Yeah, and that's where this comes into play in Brazil with the whole rear wing scenario, which is when the first sort of proper protests were lodged. Yeah. And, I, and again, I, ju I just think up to this point in the season, we were seeing two very competitive, very strong drivers with two very competitive and strong teams fighting it out. And then when it gets to this sort of crunch point, we start to see... Little bit of mudslinging, maybe. Yeah. Um, that is that is maybe a step. The over. stuff, the stuff we don't want to see. Yeah, that we, you know, I mean, of course, it's always great when there's drama. But if you're yeah. an F1 fan, you know 
there's been some incredible things happening in this sport. <laughs> there's been some less incredible things happening in this sport. And uh, but I think that's some. I mean, we'll, I'm not going to go into it now. We'll discuss it on another podcast. Actually. Yeah. Um, so next race, we're not. Are we going to cover Brazil at all? Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, so yeah. Brazil's where we're at. So obviously, this was where we had the sprint race. I think it was the qualifying for the sprint race mm-hmm. where then Lewis gets a penalty for his rear wing or his front wing. He got he got the penalty for something which put him at the back effectively. Yeah. And the sprint race, he came through to finish top five. Yeah. And in the race, he's obviously battling with Verstappen. So just to um, for anyone who missed this or who is um, using this podcast just to refresh their memory, the Brazil race is where we see Mercedes fit a new engine to Hamilton's car. Yes. And uh, I say new engine, a fresh engine. So he was taking a grid penalty anyway. Yeah. Which is why it, it, all the penalties sort of added up against him. Um, but this is a moment where we see... A driver who is sort of peak of their career pushing. Yes, with so a team. he qualified first. Yeah. Got disqualified from qualifying. Started yeah. the sprint race at the back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a team but able to provide him with a rocket of an engine to the point where Christian Horner afterwards was saying it's it's not it's unbelievable yeah. how uh, much uh, faster. In fairness, it was. He came it from was he, the sprint race is what is it, a quarter distance? It's not it twenty-something like that. But he's gone yeah. from the back to, I think, fourth or fifth there, maybe yeah. even third. And in the race, he's not taken a penalty for the race. Obviously, he started well, third. It was that main straight where he, he was just, just passing a car every yeah, single He seemed lap. to have 15 or 20 kilometres an hour on yeah. any car that he came up against. It was, it was Even incredible. his own teammate. Yeah, I know. It's just um, and, and and other Mercedes engined cars because he was coming up behind the McLarens who would, had been very competitive in that third fourth battle that was mm-hmm. happening with Ferrari, and there wasn't a fight happening. There wasn't a battle. It was he was coming <laughs> up behind them and clearing them. I mean, and just you know, so it was a moment there where we saw in Brazil, uh, one of the best drivers, one of the best teams. Obviously, it all merged together um, to really work for him, but. Yeah. Wow, from a from, from perspective of what that engine and driver were able to do. And then we've also got the corner four in turn four incident. Yeah, I with think Max probably defending a little too hard, but yeah, we're think, not going to go into all the ins and outs. But no. I think we're both in agreement that you yeah, know, it was probably a little too hard looking back on it. He's defending, he's defending hard, but there is a there's a point yeah. where there's a point it, where you have to concede that you can't just push the other driver until they give yeah. you the point, the yeah. position. But again, the pressure they're under because Mercedes have delivered this engine. Um, Red Bull obviously are trying to to fight with everything they've got, but Verstappen at this point, we're, even from watching it on the day, I think we both thought it's just there's a point where you're defending, there's a point where it's right on the limit, there's a point where it's just maybe a touch over a limit or a touch yeah. off, you know, really difficult to be able to tell, and then there's the point where you say, okay, it's probably edged a little bit too far. And um, Verstappen also got a fine in this race, didn't he? I think was it fifty thousand that he got fined? Was it? Was this the t- was he touching? Touch, touching was the this the wing. touching rear yeah. wing? Um, I, th- I believe it was fifty, but I may well be wrong. If anybody wants to, it was fifty thousand euros. Yeah. yeah, but then it led to um, one of the funniest team radios of the season <laughs> with Seb pulling up in Park Ferme at the end of the race, saying, uh, "I'm going to touch Hamilton's rear wing," and his inst- his uh, his race engineer coming over, going, "Don't you dare!" And yeah. he said, "Oh, maybe I'll touch the front wing. Maybe that's only twenty thousand. Yes, 000. yes. Um, which I thought was quite funny. But yeah, that covers off the Brazilian. Um, you want to move on to... Obviously, we skipped Australia. 
Do you know you were really happy about Moz? No, gutted. Gutted <laughs> to see Australia not on the map again. But they'll be next season, so... Yes. So we move on to Qatar, which was the brand new race for this year. Um, and I think I'll go... Oman, no Saudi. Yes. Sorry, yes. Yeah, we'll go with Qatar. You go with Qatar first. I'll go with Saudi. What's the notes on Qatar? I can't, I can't oh, okay. remember the race. We've got um, Alonso finished third. Oh, Alonso had a Perez. great race, didn't he? Um, when he yeah. told Ocon to defend like a lion. Like a lion, yeah. Um, Which he um, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair play to Alonso, because after the race, he was still saying, oh, he did he did amazing. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm not sure you've seen the replay. Cause yeah, he, he held him he, up for a few corners. He, he did. I mean, he, uh, to be fair to, to Ocon, he wasn't really in a position to defend no. anything. He had old worn tyres and he didn't have a, yeah. any any I extra in the battery Everybody was else. expecting a repeat of uh, Alonso holding up Hamilton. But that's not but it was never going to happen because it wasn't no. the right it wasn't the right no. um, scenario. But that was that was pretty much it for Qatar. You had a Lewis Hamilton win, beat Max Verstappen by 25 seconds, but Max had stopped to get a faster slap. Yeah. And, and did so. Yeah. From Alonso, Perez, Ocon and Lance Stroll with an honorable mention for sixth. And where, where uh, the f- also an honourable mention for Sebastian Vettel getting tenth. Yeah. <laughs> where, just just to check, where were the McLarens and where were the Ferraris so at this point the Mc- in the season? Because this is where it was. Yeah, the Ferraris are finishing seventh and eighth. Yeah. And we've got the McLarens. We've got Norris finishing ninth and Ricardo finishing twelfth. So I think this is where, um, if just we're just going to step aside for a second from this first second battle, it was a very hot battle that was kind of missed because of all yeah. that was happening at the front the third, fourth battle between McLaren and Ferrari. And I think at this point in the season, this is where we start to see uh, Ferrari. It's not like they suddenly were winning races, but... Alpine were involved for a a little period uh, of that. They were, weren't they? They were. I was quite impressed by Alpine, considering the the fact this was a new... I mean, I know they weren't a new team because they were the Renault team the year before, but they're still... A new team with a with a returning driver to the sport mm-hmm. um, could quite easily have seen nothing from them, and they could have said, "Well, you know, we're not doing too much for this season. We'll concentrate next season." And they didn't. Um, and fair play to them for for really putting a performance, and it scattered the pack up a little bit as yes, well. Yes, it did. So, yeah. Um, we'll move on to there. Move uh, on to Saudi Arabia. I'll cover the qualifying lap. Yeah. Max Verstappen was on for what is highly regarded by a lot of people as would have been probably one of the best qualifying laps we'd seen in F1 full stop. He was blistering. The way he was putting that lap together, uh, there was a comparison with one that Lewis did and I can't remember which year it was or which track it was. I think it was Singapore. Yeah. Um, I can't remember which year. There was comparisons as they were probably two of the greatest qualifying laps in history. Um, Unfortunately, Max oversteps it ever so slightly coming into one of the final turns well, and he just clips his rear tyre. He has a bit of a lock-up going in because he's yeah. pushing and just a little bit of a lock-up and he, instead of saying, I'll, I'll step off just a, a touch so to make the corner, yeah. he thinks, I'll still get round it. And just clips his re- uh, his right rear tyre, which obviously then uh, has a puncture and limps over the line to, yeah. to not finish and I on think pole. Saudi Arabia is really where we then see... Um, I don't know it's difficult from an F1 fan's perspective. Anyone who's watched this sport for years or decades or even will know lots of contentious things have happened. Uh, the whole issue with giving a place back in the race, um, 
trying to do it to the least advantage if you're the one in front and trying to give it to the most advantage if you're the one behind. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it ended up with the cars coming together, which was um, a bit a of a strange one. strange one that, that to be f- fair to how that Mercedes is built. Yeah, that's what I know. You would say, I've got it written down here. I had it written in our other notes. It says, Merc the tank. It, 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 <laughs> it, was a, it was quite a hefty whack. I mean, Max's car comes off the ground. Yeah. And there's there's not a scratch. No, we on the Mercedes. We've got really used to seeing front wings just. Well, if these... you look at if you look at them, they fall apart. Yeah, uh, and and certainly with a, with a high energy contact, um, with one car going slower than the other and the other just hitting it, I thought Hamilton would have a cracked um, the the veins that run across on the twenty twenty one. Yeah, at least I thought they would either be cracked or he'd have one side bent backwards or something. But the radio call came pretty quickly to say no. We're okay. Carry on. Carry on. I was like, blimey, <laughs> it's uh, miraculous, really, and and you know, quite yeah, fortunate. And there was there was the penalties that were given out in that as well. That ended up with a, a Hamilton win with fastest lap, Verstappen second, Bottas third, uh, Esteban Ocon fourth, Ricardo, Gasly, Leclerc, Sainz, Giovinazzi, and Norris. That twenty-six point haul for Hamilton over the eighteen, giving us the equal points going giving, into yeah. Abu Dhabi, which I know we're going to cover on. So that will come the into next the next podcast. podcast. We'll, we'll end the race conversation there because we'll just yep. move that into the next. Because we're we're sort of covering this from a point of twenty twenty-one season, then the middle ground of the end of the last season, very end of last season, going into this off season, and what's happened and what new developments we have and and everything else. Uh, and then we'll step into what we can 2022 as our third podcast. Um, we'll, we'll sort of split up some of the points we've got here because we said goodbye to some drivers. Yeah, and so, some, uh, yeah. Sam, which one do you want to do first? Uh, we'll go with Kimmy. Yeah, uh, shall we? Oh, let's go Gio first because there's not as much to cover. And then yeah. we'll go into Kimmy. Well, I feel a bit for Gio Valazzi leaving the sport well, He's only now. just really come into it. I know, <laughs> and I think, I think he's... People have said, oh, he hasn't delivered... Uh, his promise and all that sort of stuff. I think he has. He's had some very good races. He's had some poor races, but the Alpha car, as Raikkonen has pointed out many times, much of a muchness with yeah, the car, really, isn't it? It's, it's, it's there and it's running around. It's a bit like Haas last season, yeah, it's, but a bit better. It was. I don't think they were in a position, the Alpha car last year, to actually be considered a mid-pack fighting team. No, they were basically holding off Haas. And fighting Williams. Yeah, that so it's sort position. of your best of the rest, if and, you like, um, after you've done your top and your mid-pack. Yeah. So, Giovinazzi, uh, at one point he was touted as a future Ferrari driver in his earlier years. Um, he's definitely got the look for it. He definitely has, <laughs> yes. And the right name <laughs> yes. for a Ferrari driver. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I just, you know, farewell to Giovinazzi. I don't think he'll return to the sport now. I think he's going into sports car racing um, from this year onwards. Oh, sorry, from 2022 onwards. Um but it'll be it's sad to see any drivers go. Some yeah. retire, some just get replaced. Um, so a farewell to him, and and, uh, uh, and I think also just so so people don't just forget him and think, oh well, you know, he he did have promise as many drivers. Oh, yeah, Nico Hulkenberg being one of the ones yeah. we've spoken about before, and said he had some real promise. And Daniel Kvyat again had some promise, and just sometimes things don't work out for drivers at the right time. So a farewell to him. Also, it was overshadowed a little bit by the fair by his own fair, t- fair everyone's favourite one-word maestro. Yes, his own <laughs> Mr. Teammate. Leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> really sad that in the last race of the season, both of these cars end up retiring and unable Massively. to finish the race. Um, 
Raikkonen took it like an absolute champ of saying, well, if the car's not working, then I'm just going to drive it back into the pits, basically. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm paraphrasing <laughs> heavily. In the, <laughs> you've added about 15 extra words yes. into the sentence. Yes. <laughs> but that's the end of his season. And when you see him at the end of the race with his family, um, saying goodbye to, to Gio and saying goodbye to the team and doing his last few interviews and before the race he had done a longer interview yeah. um, as well he did an interview with the F1 podcast right, okay. uh, show so you know if you're interested in Kimi Raikkonen and maybe you're newer to the sport you don't know too much about him again you could catch up on, on him um, either by listening on some of the YouTube clips about him or you can go and listen to the Just, F1 podcast about him I want to touch on that video that you sort of briefly mentioned there with him saying goodbye to Giovinazzi I think that's it's a side of Kimmy that we never really got to see. Good point. Which is yeah. him with his one of his daughters. I think he's got two daughters. I think he's with, got a son and a daughter. Okay, well, it's with, yeah. with his daughter then, um, saying goodbye to Giovinazzi. His wife's there. Kimmy's wife's there, um, and we're so used to just seeing this. You know, one word. You know, they ask someone asks him a long question. He just says no. Yeah. Or, yes. Yeah. Um, but he's saying he's saying you know we, oh, we'll see them we'll see them after Christmas. You got to say Happy Christmas, Happy New Year to Gio. And then he says to Joe afterwards, he says, you know, have a Merry Christmas, have a safe flight home, uh, we'll speak next week, let me know you get home okay, that sort of thing. Which I think is nice. It's obviously who he is, and we all know he's a nice guy, but you just don't get to see it that often. Yeah. I just thought it was quite a nice video. If you if you haven't seen it, just look it up, just go on YouTube and type in Kimmy saying goodbye to Gio Vanassi or something, and it'll, it'll yeah. pop straight up. And again, on the MarsDriven.com, there is a, a farewell um, there, because as we see... Raikkonen leaving, and and it's and it really was one of those uh, Hollywood film endings yeah. where he's caught by the the world feed uh, who are filming something else, and they turn and just quietly in the background, oh, he's just walking, walking off with his family, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> with his arm around his wife and his uh, one kid, I think, it's around his shoulders, and he's got his hand holding the other one, and he just is quietly leaving. The world of Formula One. Yeah, like you're um, just leaving work for the day. Exactly <laughs> that. There was just him. Just looks like he's headed off to the car park, yeah. get in the car and just drive off. None of this, no prima donna no, stuff. No. Typical persona of, okay, it's done, off I go. No tears, no big things to the camera, no nothing like that. Yeah. The job is done and I'm now off to go and enjoy the next chapter of my life. So, um, sad, sad to see Kimmy go. He's a world champion. He um, is. Had a great... Um, Probably should have been a two-time world champion. But yeah, we won't go too far back into yeah, the past. There's there's all these different uh, times when you say this driver could have been a world champion, or yeah, could have been a two time or a three time. Yeah. Or, but um, no, sad to see him go. But um, farewell to both of those drivers who've the, the Alpha teams obviously been replaced because of this. Yeah. Now part of this is because the Bottas move going into the merry go round now. Yes. <laughs> um, in fact, we'll we'll just save the. The moves for our next podcast because well, that is a bit more about mid-season. Okay. Just uh, the bottom of the notes there, Sam. Is there something more to add on to this one? Uh, we've got the team principles. Did you want to do that in the next one or this one? Or? Uh, we'll do that in the next one as well because okay. I think that's more of a mid-season or sorry, an off-season um, eventuality. I don't think we've got anything oh, else. Well, actually, sorry, we had a couple of uh, team principal uh, Cyril left in 2020. Yeah. So 2021... Yes, is what I mean. Did you want to cover the... Yeah, sorry, because this is still 2021 we're talking about. Um, Alpine had a triple manager set up, which I think has now been changed again going into this season. But with Alonso coming back into the sport, um, having a a fairly 
good season, I would say. Yeah, so just very uh, consistent. Arrive, you're one of the, well, you're the second oldest driver um, on the grid. Now will be the oldest driver going into next season. Had a consistent and successful, uh, yeah, from the point of view of Renault, uh, three or four years ago, they seemed like they were just stuck in the middle. Yeah, they were just sort of there, weren't they? Was... So, so to to deliver a couple of podiums um, and a race win. Yeah, just you know, um, that that's a that's a really good season for them. Um, what else have we got? I've got we've got Williams. We sort of just wanted to say Williams. It was sort of their first full, full year season with the new management. Um, well, without with the new ownership. Yeah, without there's having... not really anything to say about Williams. They maintained where they were. They've lost Russell, they've gained Albon, but we'll come into that in the next one. But uh, I mentioned that yeah. you know, we, we lost uh, Sir Frank, Frank Williams last yes, season. Yes, of course, yeah. Um, very know, sad. Very sad. Uh, great it was team. sad to see them leave the sport, and then obviously sad to see... Yeah, um, but a great team. Um, yes, they haven't been as fortunate recently, and again, if you're a newer fan of the sport, maybe you'll think Williams are just a back team. Williams have had an incredibly successful history in this sport oh yeah they are the second longest standing mm -hmm. only ferrari um, have been in longer and uh some of the best drivers to ever oh, yeah. to ever have Definitely. raced and some of the most notable drivers to ever raced have been in a williams car so it's interesting to see that, that the new chapter for them really started last season where they they go under new ownership and actually it had been a good season for them i, yeah. I know i know yeah well i mean okay russell got podium but we well, can put that to one side. Yeah, so he was the, he was actually Williams went from a pretty solid nineteen and twenty every week yeah. in twenty twenty to suddenly they were eking yeah, for points. For, yeah, they were they were aiming to get that tenth position in every race. So um, I think we can we can mark twenty twenty one down for them as a success in, in their transition. We've got two things left. We've got most improved team, which we'll do last. Yeah. Um, and just a quick cover off on conspicuous by his absence. Where's Gunter? Where's Gunter? <laughs> Come on, Gunter Where Steiner. <laughs> we, we love hearing you. We love hearing what you have to say. And we like hearing you swearing at your drivers every <laughs> week. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because. I Maybe he's saving it all for Netflix. Yes. Maybe he's going to be very popular on the, yeah. the next season of Drive to Survive. Of course, the other. Um, we'll, we'll cover off very quickly Mazepin and, and Mick Schumacher. It's their first season in 2021. Um, Haas had given up on 2021. We know that. They made it very clear. They were waiting for the new regulations, the new rules and the new cars yeah. to come in. So um, both drivers, people have been very critical of Mazepin. He has now next season to prove his, his worth. Yeah, we're not it's, a big, it's a big season. Yeah. For him this season. You, can, you can't be critical of drivers who are driving a car that is fairly... Uncompetitive, even yeah. compared to the next fastest. Well, they team. had a few races where they weren't last. They which did. Sounds like a. It sounds like I'm taking the mick, but it's not. No, in no, a car that's not been developed. Yeah. It's if you can have if you can beat other drivers. Yeah. Through driving, not yep. through them not finishing. Yeah. Then I think you can class it as success. And, and Mick Schumacher, um, we weren't expecting him to to light the world on fire in a Haas on his first season. No. But very He's done competitive. Very well. In I mean, what he we almost seen. did. He almost get points in one race, or did he get? I think he no. almost got points. He in. almost he, he lost it to Hamilton. It I, was in a race where Hamilton was he. Hamilton came sort of seventh in the end, but I'm tempted to say it might have been. Um, it was a race where there had been quite a few other 
disqualifications. That not to take anything away no. from Schumacher, by the way. It just yeah, but I mean, it's not. It's not like there were ten cars out or eleven cars. Yeah, out, no, nine no. cars out. Sorry, and he missed out on the last. Yeah, no, no, the last spot. He um, was. He fought Hamilton for a good few laps. As yeah, well, yeah, so. he did. Uh, so really excited to see what Mick Schumacher delivers next season. But I think in that first season in twenty twenty one, come on, Gunther, come back. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you know, we need, what we need is you know um, Sky usually have a team principal on the wall. Yes, for one weekend he didn't appear over this. I, I, you know, maybe, maybe he maybe he'd given up on twenty twenty one. Maybe yeah. he just didn't turn up for the season, and we'll. But, but yeah, the, the last the last thing to cover is um, most improved team. And I think just we, just before oh, we do it, just okay. before we do it, I just want to say that um, for Hass, uh, a shout out to Gene Hass, who has there's there's racing teams that exist to sell cars or to market their yeah. brand. Hass exists yeah. to race and. The, this is why I don't like people being critical of them. For someone to come into this sport and say, I'm going to try and just be a racing team. I'm not trying to sell Hass cars or anything like that. And yes, he's had to have a lot of money put in to the team, but he has stuck this through. Yeah, definitely. And you know, so him, Williams as well, they're not trying to sell anything. They're just, they turn up and they race. Uh, Alpha Tauri are trying to sell some clothes. Yeah. But, you know, them and Red Bull, again, they're trying to sell really nothing automotive no so no I, I like to see these these teams um in the sport and i think we, we all have to be a bit careful when we're critical of a team like Haas because when you have we don't want to lose them out no we don't especially the... because otherwise what you get is a very corporate mentality that we've seen with certain teams we won't name names but there are certain teams that are a bit overly corporate who make sure drivers say certain things and to have Gunther Steiner there as the yeah. release valve sometimes <laughs> yeah. and hear him just swearing away or saying exactly what he thinks because he knows that Gene Hass is just going to agree with him or he's going to say, well, yeah, we did get screwed and I'm glad you yeah. said it. You know, So we need him, Yuki Sonoda yes. and Max Verstappen. Yeah. I think the, the, <laughs> three, the three angry little gnomes that we need in the Yuki sport. Yuki Sonoda <laughs> just has got no filter. It's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Um, you sorry. think he'd have some some form of respect for it being his first season? Yeah, but but no, like he's no. been there for he's like the oldest driver. Yes. Um, today, sorry, Sam, you were going to um, go yeah, uh, most improved team for the season. I think we can both we both agreed on on who we think it is, and I don't have a drum roll sound effect to no, hand, so but... we'll just both say that we think it's Ferrari for this season. Yeah, I think Ferrari have haven't moved. set the world on fire. Got themselves into have got third. themselves back to nearly where we think they should be. Yeah. Nobody was going to touch Mercedes or Red Bull this season. You can write that no. off. They weren't improved. They were just where they were. Yeah. Um, so Ferrari, I think, comfortably taking that third in the end. Yeah, and I, I think, think also that... Just that quietly went about their business. There was they no, did. I, I, no I have fan to say, players, which is unusual from Ferrari. From it it Ferrari. is, but to see uh, signs came in, really delivered... It's his yeah. first season with a team that obviously he dreamed of racing and with. And who he was replacing and as well. Yeah, he's replacing a world champion yeah. there. Obviously, right, not he a, never won not a Ferrari, Ferrari world champion, but a four-time... You know, you look on the grid, you've got yeah. Hamilton with the most world championships, but the second most on that grid, that's the man Except. you're replacing uh, at Ferrari. It's big shoes to fill, and fair play to him. He's come into that team. Leclerc, you know, he wasn't intimidated by Leclerc being... Uh, as as good as he is, and we've seen great improvements at McLaren. But if we're picking one, Ferrari, yeah, we're go with Ferrari, Ferrari nudged them out last season. It'll be exciting to see if that progress um, yeah. continues. But yeah, that that takes us into this first one That's now. Part one. Yeah, if you are listening, 
good news. <laughs> And real good news is that uh, these are all going to be released on the same day. So if you've enjoyed this one and you want to go straight into the next one, uh, it, then it's what a... are you doing with your day? Go out and do something. No, no. <laughs> Sit and I don't know, go for a walk or something and keep listening to us. <laughs> so second one will be straight up. Um, and you can listen to it on a different day, or you can listen to it yeah. straight after this one. But we'll leave it with. We'll see you in a couple of minutes. Yeah. Okay. See ya. Bye.